talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back to Messy Christianity. How are you, gentlemen? Awesome. Hey, Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, it's been like, what, five minutes? Well, that, you know that... <clears throat> That one we did last week. With that happiness. was pretty killer. That was a, that you know, a, we yeah. we I left here anyways feeling very good right. about that one. It was Me just too. fun. I feel like we could have gone on for thirty more minutes. Um, but hey, this one's even better, I think, because the topic for today is this: Is it possible to know we belong to God? I mean, just just the whole concept of belong to God should cause us to go, hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, especially given our finite nature and God's infinite nature, that's that's pretty impressive, but pretty awesome. So, is it possible to know for sure? Uh, we we used to have or see tracks that say, "Do you know for sure that you'll go to heaven?" That's kind of the same question, but it's not so much about heaven as much as it is knowing God. So, there it is. Throw it in the middle. Is it possible to know for sure? And if so, how? Well, I think within the church we have always taught. The answer is yes to that question, but then when people believe it or live it out, that's a that's a different concept altogether. I recall in my life as a young kid, teenager, even young adult, you know, I asked Jesus into my heart five thousand three hundred and seventeen times. He's a, he's a tiny know? little Jesus <laughs> if he lives inside of a heart, ain't he? Uh, in every single heart. And and so yeah, Everybody's I, got I think peace. I think I would say that yeah, I believed it, but then I, I continue to ask him just in case. Just in case, yeah. Last time didn't take. Just yes. in case I didn't. <laughs> Younger need listeners it. didn't get to experience. What oh we, no, they the, missed the old it. school revivals. Oh, they missed it. I mean, is it Matthew seven? Not all that saying to me, Lord, 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 enter the kingdom of God. Well, maybe I'll yeah. say it again, just in case. Oh my goodness, those yeah. were the days. Well, and so I think the easy answer is yes. It's possible to know for sure. No. In the scripture is uh, a word that that in this context would mean a certainty, um, and that knowing comes through just the truth of the scripture in John, First John. Um, These things have I written to you that you may know you have eternal life. Um, if you know the fa- if you know the Son, you know the Father. In John, First John five. Anyone who knows the Son knows, or anyone who has the Son has the has life. Anyone who does not have the Son does not have life. So there are these knowing things, but I, I think maybe people wonder about—people confuse or they wrestle with the difference between knowing in their head and then also experiencing or feeling that they're, they're, they belong to God. Um, and I think maybe it's because sometimes we try to, to, we, we try to equate fact with feeling. And, and that, that's a mistake. I don't yeah. always feel what is actually true, but it's still true. Right. Right? Feelings come, feelings go. There's ups, there's downs. and Like yeah. sometimes I don't feel like I'm, 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 I'm overweight, yeah. but it can still be true. Right. Or I, don't, I'm, I might not feel like I'm tired, but I could actually be tired. So feelings and truth, mm-hmm. not always, they don't always line up. Sometimes, actually, a lot of times there is a lag. You know, one of the things I always heard growing up was, um, y'all probably heard this too, but uh, for the one that's doubting their faith or just doubting they belong to God, 
go back to that moment in time where you gave your life to Christ and just go back to that 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 rock, that pillar, and 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 just believe it. Don't doubt it again and move forward. I, there's partial truth in that because that would be the fact part of it, but I think that's made it way too easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I said the prayer. Yeah, because even you know Paul himself continually talks about examine yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I I beat my body for the purpose of enduring. You know, I mean, there's just there's on and on and on. Um, I, I, it, there is that point of like, yes, I am a child of God, but but I don't feel it. So, I think continual examination is 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 not a bad thing. It's it's just refining what's in us. Already. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, after all, do you examine your bank account? I do. At least my wife does. She tells hmm. me what we do and don't have. <clears throat> that, that I kind of like it that way. Um, I examine my my health. I examine uh, my job performance. I mean, I, I examine everything in my life to, to my to my understanding, because how do you know what to do next if you're not examining and testing and challenging your current condition? Um, and so, I don't think we should be afraid to examine our faith, challenge it. I don't even think that doubt is necessarily a bad thing. I think it can be a healthy thing, as long as the doubt moves us towards action that will lead to health. Um, or closer to God, it's when the doubt is from the accuser of the brethren hmm. that that becomes a real problem, because then we're believing a lie rather than believing something that will lead us towards truth. Um, I, on kind of a, a, another path on this, let's talk about this, the fact that we can actually know God. Yeah. I mean, how miraculous is that? How amazing is that? Christianity is the only faith where... There is a God who wants a personal relationship mm -hmm. with us. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, the Creator wants to know the creation. That's that's incredible. Desires to know the creation. Desires relationship with yeah. the creation. It's yeah. more than a just a, the knowledge. Is yeah. you know, I, I can know somebody because I've I've met them once. But to desire a relationship, that's such a deeper. That's such a deeper level. When I have conversations similar to this with folks, one of the things that I'd point them to in the Scripture is what Paul says, and, and is, is mentioned elsewhere in the Scripture, the fact that we're adopted and what that actually looks like and means and what it meant 2,000 years ago and how that reflects to us and, and influences us today. But as Christ followers, when we say yes to Jesus and we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is a deposit guaranteeing what is to come, and what is to come is not only life after death, but it's life with Christ in the here and now until we depart these earthly tents and go to live with Him forever. And all of those truths and then the, the ideas that we are adopted by God and Jesus as... Uh, from from a human perspective, is our big brother, and what that means for us as Christ followers, that we're adopted and princes and princesses of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and the truth that that reiterates all through those foundational statements of of truth in the Scripture. Man, that's that really helps to lay that foundation for understanding 
yeah, God knows me, and I can have a relationship with Him, and it's it's more than just a, a mental thing. There's a, there's a reality to this. It's more than just a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the The entire thought that God would chase after us, you know, it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. That but we have reality. been reconciled to God, mm-hmm. and the, the scripture I think it's uh, Romans five eight. Um, uh, but while we were yet sinners, yes, yes. Christ died for yeah. us. And then five nine. Very rarely would mm-hmm. a man right die for a mm-hmm. righteous person, yeah. or, or you know the, how the scripture. It, just this this whole idea that God would rescue us, even in the midst of how unworthy and how un. My translation's always been, even while we were spitting in the face of God. I mean, that's, I don't know where I heard that. Ooh, but that's good. I just, because I, 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 for me personally, I always wanted to make that m- more than just even while we were still sinners. Like, I, I, even though that's a very powerful verse. Yeah. I just, that is Romans I, 5 I was, 8, right? Do, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was dogmatically opposed to God. And know? take it just a step further that he would actually create us knowing that we were going <laughs> to yeah. run away from him yeah. right. and would require him to chase after us. Why even create us to begin with yeah. if he was going to have to go through all that trouble of chasing, and yet he still chooses to do that day after day after day? It's amazing. You know what, though? Um, I'm, I'm thinking, again, from a human perspective, but I knew that that us, my wife and I having a yeah. child was going to be uh, a crapshoot, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who knows? It's just blatantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we roll the dice. You roll the dice. Mm-hmm. You might, you might have something that works out, and you might have yeah. something that's a disaster. Yeah. You know, uh, and I guess you got three. Disaster. I, did, I did, wait a minute. I, I don't know if anybody that says, <laughs> "Hey, we're going to have a child, and maybe it's going to work <laughs> out, maybe it's no, not." No, I mean, no. We have the There's, hope that it would work yeah. out, but it, I don't. I think it's even more hey, than the hope. I you think got three it's good the, ones, but it's, I you got you. You're playing the odds now, man. Everybody else's may fail, but ours is not. Yeah. You, you mean well, you, you really didn't have that real question about, <laughs> man, what uh, if? Man. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like a, a Down syndrome or something like that. that. I'm not, I'm talking about like the way that they would live their life that they might turn in a way that would be terribly heartbreaking. I or mean, maybe you, when they're first you born never, and they're, you're holding them that first time, go, oh my goodness, you know, what's gonna happen here? <laughs> You didn't really think that, man. That scared me. I mean, to death. I've, I've had those thoughts, but that was never preconception. Should <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have yeah, a child? We're considering a child. We're considering a child, well, but they may may run away. But honestly, the 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 only thought that I have had along those lines is, what if they don't say yes to Jesus? And then, thing, and, yeah. but I don't I don't think that is well for me. That's not the same thing because they can turn away from me and still love Jesus. Because of mistakes that I've made, if, if I and, sure. and for me, it's kind of been the way I've I've viewed it, looking in the mirror, questioning myself, not what was going to happen to them, but was I going to succeed as a father? Was I going to fail as a father? So I, I kind of put that on me versus versus them. Um, I guess my point being, we still had children, yeah, regardless of what could happen, right. Because the hope of the relationship was greater than the possibility 
of the brokenness of a relationship. But you were hoping your child would never run away from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. God knew well, because true. of sin. <laughs> you're right. You right, are right. going yeah, to run away yeah. from There is no if, and, or but. He, this child is one. going to mm-hmm. run away from me, Born requiring me to chase after But them. he also foreknew that we would we would be found by him as well. Those but it's still that effort head. of I've got to chase after. I've got to chase after. <laughs> now we're talking I, about some Calvinism <laughs> here, huh? Here we go. Uh, uh, shout out to Josh Wallenhofer. Yeah, we Josh. Okay, so that's interesting because um, we have this picture of God. So the question initially was, uh, is it possible to know, uh, that I belong to, God. to know that I belong to God and and God is a great term. I mean, it's a biblical term, but so He's Father. He's not just yeah. God. So to go back to that original question. You know, I said a minute ago how, and I've heard many many sermons. Just nail it down, yeah. believe it, don't doubt it again. Take care of it, and, write it off, and keep going. Yeah, and keep going. Once again, <clears throat> decent simple. advice in the beginning, but it's not that simple because I think that the the this may be getting towards the answer here, but the the steps towards knowing that you know that you know that you know, which we've always heard, that you belong to God, it is a process, and that process is called a relationship, and that relationship takes effort, that takes time. You can't know that you belong to God by just simply saying, okay, I did something when I was 10 years old or when I was 20 years, whenever it was, and saying, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just living on that. If you don't have a healthy, growing relationship, that's how you know you belong to God is so, in the so day-to-day intimacy. at what point, and I'll answer this as well, but at what point did each of us come to the realization and be able to say, yes, I belong to God? How did that happen for you? Because I'm assuming through yeah. this conversation that, we that, we've all, that, we've all, <laughs> that we've all said that. Well, and and, and here's, here's part of the reason I asked that question is one of the conversations that we had uh, earlier this morning was uh, about someone who 10, 15 years ago was very prominent in the faith chasing after Christ, pointing people to Jesus, and you look at what they've done in the last five years, and there's no sign that they've ever been in a relationship with Jesus. So, you you know, what is if they can fall off, can that happen to us? And I I do believe that if we're passionate in our pursuit of Christ, we're not going to fall off the wagon. We're not going to run away. I don't want to get into the whole once save, always save conversation, and because I think it's a little bit deeper than that. But at what point did you? For me, and I can't nail this down and say it happened on this particular day. It happened after many years later, because I told you five million times I've asked Jesus into my life. Um, but 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 there came to a point at at some point where. I was able to recognize the peace. One of the attributes of the Holy Spirit, the peace that passes understanding, there was this peace yeah. that I experienced internally that I I didn't even have to question it no anymore. No way to define it. It, had to it, it, it yeah. happened. Again, I can't nail down and tell you how long ago that was or when that happened, but was there it, was, was a point. Was your bosom burning? Is that <laughs> <laughs> but there was this peace that I I didn't have to ask that question anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I was... I, something inside of me, the linking of the Holy Spirit to my spirit, and there was that satisfaction of being able to answer that question and say, it is satisfied. It's known. I know it. I don't have to ask that question. But it wasn't instant. It was not when I said yes to Jesus yeah, the first time. Right. That was me. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about other people. That was my story. So, yeah, 
I may go off track on this, but I see salvation as a deposit that's put inside of us that, that's now going to grow. And so, yes, we are reconciled to God at that point, and we're we're but that sanctification process, belonging, understanding yes. that you belong to God, is part of the sanctification process, and that takes time and and growth and and I can't nail down a time in my life where I knew that I knew that I knew. I probably much similar to yours. It just there's moments of like that deep inner. Hey, I, I got that. Why am I? Why am I okay here? I shouldn't be okay here. <laughs> why is this? Why am I good? You know, it's the spirit of God, and so it's several moments that over time, over time, over time, a deposit in the bank that is compounding its interest over time. Well, it's probably not so, the bank because well, yeah. you don't get much compounding no, interest no, no, in the no, bank these yeah, days. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, God's bank. The theory yeah. of it. The theory yeah. behind it. I was fifteen when I when the the doubting ceased. Um, up until that point, though, I too had been baptized a few times because I wanted to be doubly mm-hmm. sure, triply sure. Um, so I think that what happened was I was pers- I said I was pursuing God. I think God was pursuing me, and I was responding to it because um, no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. Yeah. And so, in His pursuit of me, in in my limited pursuit of Him, we say it that way, um, He was He was quickening me to who he was and that was kind of nailed down in my own heart anyways at 15 I was at a it was in October actually at a, a stadium in a, a, a citywide revival with Bailey Smith and uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman was Steve was I, SC I, Square I, we've there? talked about this before he Stephen well I'm gonna take us in a rabbit trip Stephen Curtis used to tr- tour with Bailey Smith way back that. in the day at, at Woodham High School back in the yeah Woodham okay, High School. I think I think Stephen Curtis was at Dude, that one I think no I was kidding. at that one believe it or not so wow, wow. okay go ahead we could have been sitting next to each other. It, it's possible. It. Right. It's possible. But yeah, that that is that that was kind of the nail in the coffin for me. I guess I could use. Um, <laughs> and 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 I really haven't had a serious doubt since um, in terms of my relationship with Christ. I have doubted things like, can I believe the Scripture, um, or you know, doubted just different things, theology that that I've been taught and heard sure. and learned. But doubting my relationship with Christ just never, not since then. Um, so, all that being said, I do think we can know, yeah. but I don't think that we should ever be so comfortable that we take it for granted. Um, one of, the, one of the, the things that I'm becoming more and more, I, I guess, aware of is how little we have the ability to control what somebody else does with Christ, and how little we ability we have to pigeonhole somebody else with Christ. Mm. And what I mean by that is, I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. Doesn't matter. But even my own words could be a lie. Mm-hmm. And I might not even know that they're a lie. Right. You know, the Scripture says that Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I command. So the relationship with God is about, uh, it, it's, it's knowing God through Christ Jesus. I know Jesus because I love him. I mean, that, that's the essence of it, isn't mm-hmm. it? The relationship is about love. So if I say I'm a Christian, yet I don't have any fruit in my life, or if I don't have any real hunger or desire for Christ, if, if he's just a part of my life, he's not the center of my life, that to me is a very scary place. It would be like me saying I'm a surfer because I bought a surfboard when I was 12, and I went out one time, with a friend to teach me how to surf. Still got the board. I'm a surfer, right? Mm-hmm, right. But I've ne- I haven't surfed since. 
did I say sin? Since um, I, I actually don't know how to consistently stand up and ride the waves. Mm. Um, I don't identify on my car as a surfer, but I have a surfboard and I went surfing once. So am I a surfer or am I not? I think that's a lot of, of what we're talking about with being a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you say it, just because you did something at some time. Right. I think there's more to it than that. Well, Paul talks about that. He says, warn those who are idle because of this casual, comfortable Christianity. You know, that's what we see a lot of in the Western culture, especially, is the casual, comfortable Christianity that doesn't cost anything, and it's a, it's a bumper sticker, or it's this, you know, this T-shirt that I'm able to wear on Sundays and Wednesdays, and the rest of the week I can wear you know, something else. It's not the same thing. We see that epidemically. It, one thing I think we've done over the years that maybe we've gotten off course with, and, and it was done with the right intentions, I think, but was the whole um, walk an aisle, give your life to Christ, say a prayer, sign the paper, you know, you're in. Say the sinner's prayer. It's, a, it's a, you know, repeat after me. It's going to yeah. take a minute and a half, and you're, Dear you're Lord, in. I know I'm a sinner. No, you died for me. Yeah, no, you died for me. Yeah, you're, and now you're in. And then, you know, okay, so now what I do? Well, now you're... We're going to put you in behavioral training and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and morality 101. Yeah, here's how to, yeah, morale, and, <laughs> here's and, how to live. But that's been kind of yeah. our Christianity is say this quick little prayer, sign this piece of paper, and then we'll teach you how, how, to, how to live, basically. And it was done with the right intentions, but if, if it never gets to the deeper level of, hey, this is what a relationship with God is. And, and, and honestly, that has to be in the very first place, the that is the sinner's prayer. Like it's starting of a relationship that has to be there. If we, we talk about the ones who, who failed and left the faith or whatever, I, I would, maybe this is too general, too stereotypical, but maybe they've come out of a behavioral based system as opposed to a relationship based system. So, um, you know, it's just tiring after a while. Like, yeah. why am I doing all this stuff? It's no fun. And I don't want to just act like a Christian because you're, you're not going to continue to do these things if it's not flowing from a, a spiritual place, you know, if it's not flowing from a relationship place. That's exhausting it's to live very, that way. And why, and eventually why would you, you just do give it? up? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, honestly, if, if I'm not, if I'm not doing it to please my Lord, if I'm not doing it because of my relationship with my Lord, why in the world would I do it? Because what the world offers is more fun on the external, I mean, yeah. you know, really. So, I mean, I'm not going to do anything fun and just do the Christian stuff. On the external, if there's not a relationship, there's absolutely no reason to do that. It's like saying, I'm going to go on a diet, even though it's not going to do anything for my health. Right. Uh, no. If it's yeah. not going to do anything for my health, yeah. I'm going to eat what I want. Well, it, it, a verse you just gave uh, a minute ago, um, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And the way that I've always kind of heard that taught, it, or at least in my head, and I think it was taught this way, is if you, you're going to do these things— to prove your love for God. Right, so you're going right, to act, right. and, and it's, it's the flip. It's not, no, the, the love for God is the foundation, and because of that love for God, then you you act out and behave right because of the love that's there. You don't do it the other way around. But maybe we flip that script. You know? Yeah, well, in marriage, we do things that we don't necessarily want to do. Because of love. Because we love our spouse. Yeah. I watch Dancing with the Stars. I really have no desire at all That's not to watch true. dancing. He loves it. I, yeah, I'm not a secret closet yeah. dan- mm-hmm. DW. Wait, what is it? DWTS. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, 
or or um, uh, taking a walk. You know, I, I, I have no joy in walking around the block. Yeah. But when my wife says, hey, let's go for a walk. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Here <laughs> we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I do draw the line at board games. I'm not a board game guy. Everybody should know that. If you want to play board games, <laughs> go ask Brent. Uh, <coughs> I play board games. I love board. Or Kevin. But Balderdash. That's a fun le- game. Leave me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the right crowd. Balderdash maybe the right fun. game. Yeah. You got to get the right game. But but if you love me, you're right. The love is a reflection. Your obedience is a reflection of the love. It's um, an outgrowth. It's it, it's yeah. It's the natural, and it grows it, with the relationship. Yes, yeah. Which it should. That's that's the way we're right. we're designed to be. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Like, <clears throat> not your love. For if me you is love proof. me, you better keep my commands. I mean, that, that's I just changed the word, but. That's the way I've typically heard it. If you love me, you better keep my commands and live right. Sit up straight. <laughs> yeah. Listen. You know. So for those listening, if you are, if if you if you love Jesus and you are walking in uh, obedience to Him, then you're you're not you're not so much in the danger zone. If you acknowledge, hey, I don't love Jesus. I I, I have no desire to walk with Him. This, this whole Christian thing is just not for me. You are you you are on the other side. I, I would say you're still in the danger zone, but you're not you're not really the. There's no confusion there. I mean, it is what it is. You've clearly said I don't trust Jesus. It's the ones who have a passive love for Jesus mm-hmm. or a passive relationship with Jesus, where I would. That's where I'm really concerned because that's where the doubt could actually be saying, "Hey, there really isn't a relationship. There is no right. substance there." Um, and so what would you do if you were that, what, what, what would you say for a person in that position should do? How, how do they, how do they wrestle with that and rectify the doubt? Introspective. I mean, dig in, I, I, I do, we're all different personalities and we're all, and some people are more, um, inward focused than others. And so I, I do want to throw out one kind of casual warning here. Um, there, there are born again believers that um, when when we say you're going to obey, that doesn't mean 100 percent of the time you're yeah. going to obey. We, we, so, and there's somebody going, "Oh my goodness, I'm not saved because I can't get it all right." Well, right, you know, right. that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. I, I've always said to people, like, if we're going to sin, but we just don't want to be good at it. You know, we yeah. don't want to be comfortable with it. Um, so, if, if somebody's struggling, um, you know, you and I watched that documentary on Dennis Jernigan recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy, yeah, it's called it's Sing, Sing Over Me. Yeah, Sing yeah, Over Me, it's on, it's on Amazon Prime. Incredible. But his story, in a nutshell, was raised Christian, um, and then went off to Baptist uh, College, Oklahoma Baptist, I believe. But singing and writing and produ- you know, doing all this kind of stuff, but struggling with um, homosexual feelings underneath the whole time. And it, it's a really great story of coming to freedom and everything through that. But um, I don't doubt that he was born again and, and a Christian, even back when he was having the homosexual uh, feelings and this kind of stuff. So, but he was really struggling through that. So I think, I think I just took us in a whole different direction. No, it's true. It's true but, because but, that is a reality for, for You can people. struggle with obedience and still be belonging to God. That, it's a matter of the heart. Yes. But he was struggling like with it the whole time. So, um, and I think for him, the difference was he didn't say, this is me. It's who I am. Uh, God, God's great with it. I'm just going to celebrate no. it, enjoy it. 
yeah. there was always that wrestling of being being obedient to the Father, right. but but confused. I mean, there yeah. there was a real it was struggle. a real battle. Yeah, and and that's his. But it, we all have different ones. Yeah, different it could battles, be anything. So, it could be yeah. uh, any kind of addiction, Food, any anything. kind of yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I, I I just want to throw it out because I, I I don't want the person that's really already kind of beating themselves up, going, "Oh my goodness, you know, there it is again." Yeah. There, yeah. Uh, there is a there is a recognition of this identity in Christ, but I can't remember the question you just asked a minute ago. Yeah. So so what would you do if you're in that liminal state of yeah. not really being fully surrendered to Christ, but you know you don't hate Jesus, you're just kind of not really on board, are you saved? Do you belong to God? What would um, we tell a couple that came in for marriage counseling that kind of at one point made a commitment and then, but they're just, the relationship's not that strong anymore. What, what, what would we tell them? Go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. Yeah. 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 Have a date night. <laughs> you know, go back to the basics. Um, remember what put you here in the first place. So maybe the answer's kind of buried in there somewhere too with God. Yeah, I, w- I would say the first step for somebody in that position would be just brutal honesty to, mm-hmm. to confront the the cause of the doubts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes even saying it out loud is is the best thing. Lord, I'm I'm not fully surrendered. Maybe, maybe and I don't know why. Maybe that's the, 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 the out loud. And do you want to be? Yeah. yeah. Lord, I'm not fully surrendered that's right. and I'm not sure I want to be. Yeah. Help! Well, it's the centurion. Lord, I believe. Help my help unbelief. my unbelief. Yeah, that that's actually a good spot to be yeah. in. It's a better spot to be fully engaged, but mm-hmm. but that's a good spot because there's at least an openness and a willingness and a desire to allow God to move inside of our hearts. And, and for the person too that's that's really off track because of we live in a very skeptical society and Google anything. Yeah. And the skeptics are there, especially if you Google anything about the Bible. Except for politics. Yeah, yeah, there's nobody skeptical about politics. But, I mean, so for the one that's feeding the mind with a skepticism over and over and over, it's time to maybe turn off that faucet for a little bit. At the very least, answer the skeptic with, in your own mind, with with a response to that. Um, You know, goodness, the the amount of just TikTok and all these things, the the amount of... uh, worldly humanism that that just pounds people every day it's just skeptic 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 it, it's it's undermining so so if you're feeding your mind with that you got to at least balance it with the word of god you got to at least balance it with what i would call the truth which it is the truth so yeah it, it would be like a person who's constantly afraid at night yeah and they're like you know what i need to do i need to watch uh, friday the 13th <laughs> right right Wait a minute. You're feeding the You're beast. feeding yeah. the fear that yeah. is keeping you from yeah. sleeping. Yeah. No, the opposite is I need to find something that will be a counter to that. That's right. And here's the thing. Why, why are Christians afraid to hear the opposite of what they believe? Right. And why are non-Christians afraid to right. fully investigate the opposite of what right. they don't believe? <laughs> or yeah. they do believe. But right. I mean, it, I mean, if you are intellectually honest, then you should be able to say— Look at both. Bring it. Yeah. I believe that God is powerful enough and he is was sovereign enough and the truth is true enough that it overpowers any argument. It demolishes I think somewhere in scripture it says that it demolishes every human argument. Yeah. Well, that's t- the resurrection. Time's proven it. I yeah. mean, it, it, we have we have time and history on our side to prove yeah. that. I mean, church is still here. Yeah. The, the remnant's still here. Yep. Israel still there. Still you know? there. I mean, 
Well, Brent, you've been pondering for just a little while. You get the closing word. It's, All right. Uh, well, I just think there's a lot of examples of what you were just saying. You look at people like Lee Strobel, who's yeah, who yeah. is a lawyer. Case for Christ. And I mean, there's there's Gaver, multiple multiple. Uh, even even C.S. Lewis, yeah. you know, is an example of somebody. I think it was he was atheist, uh, but he's definitely agnostic or, or some degree before he became a Christ follower. So, for the especially from the theological the, theologian perspective, those who are intellectual and, and pursuing a lot of them have become converts to Christ uh, because of the the opening and willingness to to chase after the truth so ultimately I, I think I would sum everything up by saying by asking a question do you really want more of God mm. do you want more of Christ because if the answer is yes then we can help point you in the right direction and give you tools to help you do that and 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 godly wisdom if the answer is no well there that's that's a at least being intellectually honest about it is a starting point scripture says search for me and you will find me Mm -hmm. when you search with all of your heart Mm -hmm. that's an honest that's an intellectually honest search god is not afraid to answer the critics i put him on a debate stage with anybody that ever lived and he will win every time because he is Mm-hmm. truth. God's not afraid to answer the critics, and God's not afraid. God will answer you. Yeah. You know, that person listening that's sitting by themselves right now, he'll answer. Unfortunately, there's a there's a, a strain of, of Christianity that says, don't ever question God. <laughs> just just believe it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's really not a blind faith. I don't, I don't see the, the original disciples, and I don't see most of the heroes of the faith who just had a blind faith? I, I could point to multiple they had scriptures. A reasoned that, faith that say to test and test the spirit. Yep, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's uh, we, our human minds are. We, I know we got to quit. Our our human minds are complex things, and we're prone to doubts. We're prone to think other thoughts. The only way to to do that is to you can't bury the doubt. You bring it to the surface and you answer the doubt, and you ask God. To, to prove himself to you. Well, prove the right word, but show himself to you. So when was the last time three preachers in a room said to an audience, <clears throat> doubt away? <laughs> I don't know, but, but maybe really, should have been done more. That yeah. really is true. Doubt away. Don't yeah. just believe what we're saying. Doubt away. Pursue God and ask God. Yeah. Uh, God, show me. Show me. I'm wide open. Um, we, he will. We have so long put it into doctrine and to... It, it, we we compartmentalize God into theologies and doctrines, and in the Bible's clear, like taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. That's an experiential thing. That's a knowledge thing, but it, but it's a deep knowledge thing. It's a knowing thing. Taste and see that He's good. Experience God. Only He can do that. I I can't give you a book to make you taste God. I think I'm comfortable saying doubt away because. I am not smart enough, and I'm not a good enough uh, <laughs> debater, theologian, whatever, yeah. to convince someone to trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think any human is good enough to sway another person to fully trust in Christ, and I don't think anyone's good enough to fully sway a person to not trust in Christ if it's a work of the Spirit right. that draws a man to himself. That's it. And so, uh, obviously, I want to make a good argument. Yeah. Argument, not being arguing, but but a good a case. Good yeah. case. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I truly believe it's the Holy Spirit. Truly believe it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. No one comes to the Father unless the Brother. Spirit draws him. So that's what we're resting in. Hey, uh, if you have some doubts and you need somebody to talk to, feel free to call one of us. Uh, we'd love to. That, that's that's 
That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part of our job is helping people uh, come to a full relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. But thank you for watching. I do hope you'll share this. I hope it'll be helpful to you, and I hope it'll be helpful to friends, families, relatives, neighbors. Uh, next week... We are hosting a Dancing with a Star party. And <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. I, I think I want to sign up to be one of the dancers. I would start watching it if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> you would not. No, I uh, would. Well, you'd watch it one week. You must then. watch TV. You yeah. would not watch it one week. There you go. I am the world's worst dancer. Shocker. But that's a whole... What would you what? say next did week? Did you just say shocker? Yeah, I did. But what just next week? I feel personally offended. Well, I feel as though you violated. I, I'm with you. My... I'll readily admit I'm right there with you. But okay, what were you about to say? Not interrupted you. Next I have week, no idea. I had said Dancing with the Stars. Okay. No. Oh, ne- next week we have an awesome topic. So you guys do not want to miss next week. And with that, we're out. Boom. Later. See Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.